everyone, and welcome back to I've Been Thinking. You know, one of the things I have been truly thinking about is the implication of all of the action that's been happening all across the globe as it relates to race and diversity. And I definitely know that this is a message that transcends every single different um, area of our lives. It's not just about personal relationships, and certainly it transitions into our professional relationships. But I know in the professional space, this topic is often very closely tied to diversity and inclusion. Um, I've seen a lot of different entities and companies sort of put out their patented diversity statement and their commitment to inclusion, and all of those things are certainly great. Um, I've been really excited to see some of the grassroots efforts that have been happening in the digital space, really holding businesses and brands accountable for backing up these very public statements. Because the truth of the matter is, is that every company knows sort of ideologically that they should have a diverse company culture, right? Like they understand that on some level, it doesn't make sense to be a company of any sort of medium to large size and not have diversity present in their leadership. And yet we see it all the time. And so when something like the Black Lives Matter protests happen across the country, they sort of scramble to address their employees who are demanding that their companies and their businesses, the ones that they invest 40, 60 plus hours a week into, tell them how they feel about them, not just as employees, but as employees of color. And so what often happens is that you see these businesses scrambling to come up with an answer that doesn't sound like it was a copy and paste, but isn't too nuanced so that people can hold them accountable to it. And so you get this sort of fluffy response of like, oh, we are committed to learning. And it always sort of leaves me thinking, committed to learning what exactly? What is it that you don't know that is stopping you from doing what you know to be right? And I'm not talking about morality, when I say doing what's right, I mean, actually serving your business. We know the stats are pretty clear that cultivating a diverse professional culture is worth it. Um, not only does enabling diversity mean that you're fostering an employee environment that is um, inclusive and um, ripe for innovation and creativity, but just fundamentally people grow when they have the opportunity to work with perspectives and backgrounds that are different than theirs. So yeah, we've heard a lot of statements around diversity and inclusion over the past week or so, and some of them have been honestly painful to see. They have been so transparently empty of promises and clearly backed by no strategy. And quite frankly, it's just insulting. And so I don't want to stop progress. I think if anything, I, I appreciate the fact that they know they should say something. But one of the things that I am so fascinated with as a concept, and it's an idea that I go back to over and over again is that alongside this concept of diversity and inclusion is this topic about belonging 
And this is a topic that I just don't hear enough about in the space. Now, I will be completely candid. I am not a diversity and inclusion expert at all. There are people who do this for a living, who are amazing experts at this, who are professionals and understand the nuances of it in a way that I certainly don't. I just happen to be a black lady in the business world trying to make it. And so there is a part of me that is passionate about this issue just fundamentally um, from a very, you know, purely selfish place of wanting to feel like I belong in the rooms that I'm invited to. I was thinking about this the other day because um, diversity is great, right? Diversity means difference. It means that you're going to have different identities, different um, racial backgrounds, different socioeconomic backgrounds, different perspectives and all of those different styles of thinking and problem solving and communication, you know, it's good for business. And so you get to benefit from all of these diverse ideas so that people can approach their work, approach the business and approach their consumers with all of these multiple perspectives in mind. Now, inclusion is all about having a voice, Right, So it's not just having a seat at the table, but it's having a voice. And I think that most companies struggle in this place, and maybe that's why a lot of them don't make it past inclusion to get to the place of belonging. But the truth of the matter is, is that fundamentally, there are very few businesses that have a problem with having a diverse staff. Now, we know that a lot of businesses have a problem with having a diverse leadership. Um, And and certainly when you start talking about C-suite, it's virtually unheard of in some sects of the business. But that inclusion piece about actually giving diverse people a voice that is respected in the same way as their non-black, non-brown counterparts I think it's something that a lot of businesses struggle with. And unfortunately, what ends up happening is because you've not given these diverse employees and diverse leaders a, a real voice within the company, when something like the Black Lives Matter protests that truly took over the world happens, you really have no one um, that can speak to the issue. You don't have a trusted, diverse voice within the corporate culture that you can call on to really embrace. Um, But that belonging piece is something that I find to be elusive. Um, I, as a Black person, have been invited into a lot of rooms by virtue of my tenacity and, quite frankly, because of the skills that I bring. I am able to... um, bring a multitude of of skill sets to any job um, that I do. And so for that reason, I often find myself to be what I have what I have lovingly called myself as the missing piece because my skills are varied enough that I can fit into a lot of little niche places, um, which makes me a great employee and a great person to have on staff. Um, And so with me comes all of this passion about diversity and inclusion. And so I often will champion that in the companies that I'm in, but I have found very few examples of actually feeling like I belong. Um, And that sense of belonging is crucial. 
It is very hard to stay passionate about a mission and a company when you are truly told that you just don't belong. And that's not said in an aggressive way. It's not as though people are using racial epithets with you. It's not like people are um, outrightly aggressive. I think microaggressions is something that we just live with as people of color, but that sense of you're here, but you're not one of us, that's hard to deal with, especially when you are working tirelessly to give to the same mission, to the same team, to truly help and support the business in in much the same way your white counterparts are. But you are told that while you may sit at this table and, and we may want to hear from you once in a while. Just know that we're doing you a favor and you don't really belong here. And what's interesting for me is that, you know, once you've had a career for <laughs> more than a handful of years, you start to get really picky about your work environment. You start to really assess what is it that I need in order to be happy. And I have found that honesty and transparency to me is is the key to being able to last in an environment, even if that environment is problematic. I really appreciate a company or um, a culture that says, hey, we don't have it right, but we are transparent about the gaps and the areas in which we need to address this. And if I can feel as though we are in it together, there is a likelihood, not a promise, but a likelihood that I'll be much more committed to hanging in there to see if we can work this out, especially if I'm passionate about your mission, especially if I'm passionate about the employees and I feel connected to the business in that sense, um, finding a way to create that sense of belonging, not just for myself, but for my other black and brown counterparts is something that I'm willing to take on. But it's a really tiresome place to be when you're working in a role where you truly understand that no matter what it is you say, and it doesn't really matter how you perform, that you could be doing the very best job that you possibly could, and it still wouldn't make you a true part of the company. And that gets really exhausting. And so ultimately what ends up happening is that you fall out of love with all of the things that you fell in love with originally. The mission doesn't seem as important. The culture doesn't seem as important. And quite frankly, the work that you're doing doesn't seem as important. And so then you begin to weigh the pros and the cons of trying to fight this fight versus seeking out a place where you'll be celebrated. I know it's such an old term, but I know many of you have heard it about going where you're celebrated and not tolerated. And I have to tell you, it's something that I live by. I have such a low threshold for people who don't want to embrace you authentically. Now, let me be clear. I'm not talking about having your boss or your CEO invite you out to coffee once a week or remembering your birthday and giving you a gift. I'm not talking about that level of appreciation, but it is nice to know that you are valued for the work that you're doing. That they see you as an asset, A, and B, that what you're bringing to the business is enough for them to see you in an equitable way as your white counterparts. 
So as the country continues to wrestle through what I think a lot of people have called a reckoning for this country around race, around um, equity, around justice as a term for more than just non-black and brown people, I think that we're also going to have to begin to grapple with this idea of what does it mean to create a space where black and brown people are able to truly settle into the culture that they're a part of. Too often, you'll find that there's this sort of subculture that's happening within your business where all of your black and brown employees are gathering together and sort of problem solving. They're supporting each other, both vocally and not. And that's fantastic, and I would never do away with it. But wouldn't it be nice if the subculture became a part of the core culture? Wouldn't it be nice if all of that love and support that's happening in these very niche areas actually translated into the overall corporate culture? Wouldn't it be nice if your black and brown employees felt empowered enough and, more importantly, safe enough to speak their truth in a way that freed them to be even more creative, even more innovative, even more productive. Wouldn't it be nice if your black and brown employees actually felt like they belong? I hope that something that I've said today has some value and and that you find it to be enjoyable. I know that because of the title of this podcast series, I've been thinking the topics are going to be varied. I have to tell you, this is currently what I'm thinking about. Everything in the digital space is pointing in this direction. And quite frankly, it's where my heart is. And so I hope that you're able to take this away. Think about it yourself, mull it over. And if you have any questions or comments, definitely click the link in the description box and you can send me your questions and I'll definitely address them next time. Thanks so much, you guys. Bye.